0: Happy T minus what three days to draft day now, JP. It is draft craft. It's Dan. It's JP. You got some fat flakes dropping on your side of the world, dude. It is April 25th. Mm-hmm. These snowflakes,
1: so I might exaggerate <laughs> it a little bit with saying they're the size of a tennis ball, but I'm mm-hmm. looking at them. They're right next to me in this window here. They're easily slightly larger than a golf ball. <laughs> See,
0: and that's what I'm we not like joking. to see, especially. Yeah, and this everything's here. covered too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who's wondering Michigan. about where we live, yeah, I was about to say we are, we are in the north. And uh, tell you what, man, nothing better than snow on draft week. And again, this week uh, it's all about the NFL draft. Obviously, everybody's going all over the place. We are having trades like uh, Aaron Rodgers yesterday. We're having who knows what's going to happen between now and draft night. I'm just praying because we're doing our three round mock tomorrow praying that nobody else screws up our first three rounds like they have 18 different times so far in the last week or two. So, you know, we'll see how we get to there. Before we get to that point, some of the names you heard yesterday, you might hear today. Some of the names you hear today, you might hear tomorrow. You probably will hear a bunch of them tomorrow. This is our show where we plant our flags like we have been here and there. But this is like the last chance we get to tell you about our guys and the guys we think they're going to bust. And this is different from all the shows we did the last couple of weeks where it was, you know, rec counting, looking back at things, trying to go off our notes. This is really what's going to happen, we think, this year. And this is what's going to be fun to come back to in the future and say, hey, by the way, I was so wrong.
1: Dan, I'm listening to everything you're saying, but I'm also trying to make sense of that little jingle of April showers bring May
0: flowers. I don't think any <laughs> of this is bringing flowers, dude. Yeah, uh, you know, a little heavy. It's a, the snow is a bit heavy. It mm-hmm. may not allow things to grow as well as the rain will. But I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be in the 50s today, so it'll uh, run right around 50 or whatever today. So it'll probably the, all melt. That, would be,
1: that is like perfect like Michigan explanation. You, 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 at one minute, you have golf ball-sized snowflakes, and then it's 50. Yeah, and then you're playing and golf. 50s might sound cold to some people, but I was just about to say you and I have played golf in much colder weather than 50.
0: I, I want to say about 35. Yep roughly all right let's get it let's get on the show here okay well again so like we talked about we're going to go through our guys and our bus and the original thought we were going to have was you know like a 12 pack of our guys maybe a six pack of busts. and then we kept looking at the list and now we're up to a 30 rack of our guys Mm Hmm. you might so let's go yeah you got more i'm sure i think what we're going to do is we're going to roll through you always cheat we're going to roll through positions, so let's start at the top with quarterbacks. Even if you don't think that's the top, that's where we're starting. Who are your guys this year at quarterback? Dan? Do you have any? I don't have
1: one. Nope. <laughs> I got a bus, though. <laughs> are we doing these both side by side, or are we no, just doing guys? No, and no you hang back? on.
0: Okay. You hang on to your busts, okay? We'll get there. So I will tell you about three quarterbacks that I am going to be pounding the table for at various points in the draft. It depends on where they get drafted to an extent. I still love Bryce Young. I don't care what you say. I know he's number one. He's going to go first. He's supposed to be a perennial pro bowler at that spot, challenging for an MVP, and I think he has the ability to do so if he doesn't break in half, which is always the question with him. So that's my first one. My second one, dude, I have we have come so far from earlier in the season where I absolutely mocked the crap out of this guy and what he was trying to do at Florida. But I am all on the Anthony Richardson train. I realize that he's going to get picked way too high. I realize that he's we're not going to talk about him this year. Hopefully he doesn't see the field this year, except in the preseason, getting some reps in because he needs time to condition. But I feel like the mindset he has how he seems like he did on the some of the cognition tests, along with just what he's seemingly been able to do at every level of continuing to grow. If he continues to grow, if he continues to have that work ethic to prove himself, I think he is going to end up being a very good player, and and again, in that same boat. The one player that I'm going to put on the back end of the quarterback Group And so, again, this is where we start to have some fun. You know, we talk about you can't really ding us if we pick guys from the fourth round on. Right. So provided he's a fourth round on pick and I'm kind of just taking a flyer on him. Dorian Thompson Thompson Robinson from UCLA. I am very curious to see how he works out as more or less the perennial backup that gets a chance to start here and there and could surprise some people. He's another one of those dual-threat quarterbacks. He's definitely not wowing you with some of those traits. He's definitely a smaller guy as well, so there's some concern there. But there's enough on his tape and there's enough with his attitude that it seems like uh, I'm on board with him getting a shot to be able to make some noise at the next level.
1: Yeah, I'll just say this real quick. If Because I feel like you have to at least mention someone. I'm not going to call him a my guy, but if I had to pick a <laughs> my guy, I'll
0: continue to eat the crow, and it might be Anthony Richardson. Again, here's what I say. He might not pan out, but boy, do I want him to. I still feel like this is the opposite of Cam Newton. I had zero desire to see Cam Newton do well in my own selfish little world of just being annoyed with his antics. Whatever. I respect the man. I respect what he's done. I respect some of the fashion choices he wore to press conferences. But I didn't want him to do well. I want Anthony Richardson to do well. The only wh- reason I would not want Anthony Richardson to do well is if somehow the Packers got him. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. Then we. Yeah. Can't. Then report. he's done. I'm sorry. No. Yep. He's just done. All right, let's move on to the running backs. I know you got a few in here.
1: I do have a few in here. Uh, one, my guy. I mean, Texas is my second favorite college, so I'm a huge <laughs> fan of John Robinson, but mm-hmm. he's going to be a my guy for well, pretty much everybody. Sure. So th- not not anything that's going to shock anybody there. But two guys that are my guys that I, I like quite a bit. I have three running backs, mm-hmm. my guys. So that's crazy. Um <laughs> In no particular order, I'm just going down the board here. Um, Kendra Miller from TCU, mm-hmm. still a little nervous on saying he's a my guy only because I don't feel like I've ever really truly figured out how serious that knee injury that right. kept him out of the bowl game was. Like I don't know what was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him, you know, do it. Like I'm pretty sure I didn't do a pro day. I, don't quote me on that. I've yeah. looked a couple times, but can't really find anything. But. I don't know. I'm a little nervous on that, but if he's healthy, he's definitely a my guy, because I talked mm-hmm. about him a ton during the season. And then the last running back here, Tajay Spears. I, I love Tajay Spears. Mm-hmm. He's de- he's definitely a my guy, too. Right, so and I, I can not you. Th- I got you. three running back my guys, and there's a lot of other running sure. backs that I like a lot, too, but I just... The way I was kind of doing the my guys, because mm-hmm. like, I mean, I like Jameer Gibbs a fair amount and I like sure. Zach Charbonnet a lot, but mm-hmm. and you know, and I talked a lot about a Banaconda, but like, I'm just trying to pick the guys where I feel like I'm
0: much higher on them than everybody else. But right. I had to get Bajan but I had to get Pajon in there, of course. Yeah, I understand that, and uh, and I do like uh, your boy from, uh, from Tulane there. I think Spears has definitely got a chance, he didn't quite make my list. Uh, I can also tell you Kendra Miller did not do any testing at the pro day. He was still kind of using that as his rehab excuse, I think. So I'm not sure. Again, no idea how bad that injury is. Presumably he's going to be ready to go. So, you know, we'll see. But it's one of those things where it's like I think he felt like he might have hurt his draft stock if he did workouts at that point. So who knows? I got two running backs I want to talk about. I could have easily done uh, your guys as well. But I wanted to throw in two little dudes that I'm so looking forward to them working out. And that is Deuce Vaughn and Keaton Mitchell. And again, both of these guys are going to be, I would say, man, they may even be outside of of the top three rounds. I think they're more of a a day three picks. But uh, if they're put in the right situation, Deuce Vaughn should be used like Darren Sproles was. A little bit of running back, a little bit of split out wide receiver, you know, move him around the formation, have some fun. And the same kind of thing with Keaton Mitchell, man. You and I both see that first step from Keaton Mitchell and think this dude needs to be used on the field, even if he just starts out as a returner. Kick returner, punt returner, my goodness, he should be able to make get on the field this year, and uh, I'm definitely a huge fan of him. So let's bounce out All to right. wide receivers now. What do you got? Dude, wide receivers is a, a fun
1: one for me, but <laughs> seriously... Mm-hmm. Here's the crazy thing. Like, I agree with the rest of the world, where I don't see any true like first round, elite wide receiving talent right. in this draft. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of guys.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of
1: guys. My I
0: kept it to four.
1: It was hard. I I went to five because I had to okay. put my top four in there because <laughs> dude, when I watched Jackson Smith the Jigba, mm-hmm. I t- I've said it a million times. I love the way the guy looks once he gets a ball in his hands. I almost see Debo right. Samuel. I, sure. Before we, when we first started the podcast, I feel like Zay Flowers might have been the very first. Zay Flowers and Brock Bowers. <laughs> Look yep. at that. They even rhyme. Those Bowers. might be the two. Those might be the two. Like the first two guys I was just like waxing poetic about. I sure. had to get the little mini Antonio Brown in there. Quentin mm-hmm. Johnston. I was talking a lot about him. He almost reminds me a little bit of Hopkins. And then Raji Rice. We all know that's the biggest one here, where I'm higher (laughs) than like everybody, because like I think that Raji Rice could end up being the best wide receiver from this class. There's a world where that happens, but I just didn't want to do my top four guys, so I had to (laughs) I had to take a, a, you know I had to just shoot my shot here on a guy that I can find some tape on that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot. But he's another one of those guys. He just wasn't invited to absolutely, he was invited to nothing. It's almost <laughs> like he, he's just not, he doesn't exist to certain people. But, mm-hmm. dude, Texas at San, San Antonio, I love the Roadrunners, <laughs> yep. Gary Franklin. Your boy. His tape looks so good, and I have no <laughs> clue where this guy's going to get drafted. But I'm just telling you,
0: mm-hmm. I like him. Well, Franklin fits into that category of guys that no one's going to give you a hard time for if he doesn't work out because he isn't going to get picked in the first three rounds. Almost guaranteed he's a day three pick. So we'll we'll let it it slide to see how that goes for you. You, Yeah, and
1: there's one one disclaimer on this, too, real quick. I didn't say it from the mm -hmm. beginning, but, like, after Friday's over, before Saturday goes, I'll continue to do, like, my – top six or 12 players available and if they're not listed on here i will add them to a my guy
0: thing because like at that value fourth round and down like i'm all about it right yeah and i think that's that's uh we'll we'll definitely have that whole best guys available on day three thing uh that we will start things off with on saturday don't you worry about that provided we aren't burned out from friday we'll see what happens this is going to be an epic week for us dude one of the two things is going to happen either this is going to catapult us into some level of stardom or your wife is going to murder us one of the two We'll they see could It could be both. It'd be a sad treasure. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got a true crime broadcast out of it. It'll be great. Uh, she'll mm. listen to that one. At any rate, uh, looking at my wide receivers, all the guys you talked about definitely are guys that are, uh, are up there on my list. I'm not going to put them on because you talked about them already and because I feel like those are ones that a lot of people are high on, except for, obviously, we talked about Rashi. Uh, Rashi, man, I wanted to put him on my list, but I decided to go a little different route. I'm putting a name on that you have talked about a lot that you've made me a believer in, and that's A.T. Perry from wake forest people are coming around on him so he isn't as much of a of a you know table pounder necessarily because people like like obviously oh yeah he is so effortless when he runs he's six three and a half already he's got the athleticism and he just played at a team that had a good quarterback and not much else with sam hartman and so we'll see how hartman does this year uh, playing at notre dame but along with him uh, i've also got couple guys that, uh, one almost made your list and one you can't stand. One almost made your list with uh, Jonathan Mingo, the big yeah, boy. Yeah, I still got, I got the little G for my guy next to his name. I just
1: didn't mention him, but I, just because right. I don't have enough on him. Like he did I'll talk enough, about he's him. He's very close.
0: You get him, yeah. man. I like I mean, him again, though a lot. 6'2", 220. He very much reminds me of the other Mississippi wide receivers that have come out in DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. I'm not saying he's going to necessarily be at that level. He's probably going to be a third round pick. Maybe uh, they might. he might last till day three, but I doubt it, uh, but it purely because of the, the size and measurables. And so that, that means is I'm not expecting him necessarily to be a perennial all-star, but he should be a solid 60 plus catch guy throughout a good chunk of his career. The guy you can't stand for some reason. I don't know why you're body shaming Josh Downs, but my boy, the little mini-mite from North Carolina has lit it up. Now, mind you, he's had good quarterback play the last couple of years, so I'm not going to get you know too far out there and say he's carrying a team, but he finds ways to get open. He finds ways to make plays. He's a high-volume target that's going to be great out of the slot. That's all. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is uh, a guy that, you know what, we don't have a ton of tape on. He came through the combine, flashed for a bit, and other people kind of just stopped talking about him, but I still want to see what happens with Andre Sovius from uh, from Princeton, the small school boy who seems like he can fly out there. So, I'm going to give some speed, some love this time around, and again, he's probably going to be a guy that's another day 3 pick. So, I can, you know, use that as an excuse for why he might not pan out, but those are my four wide receivers. Dude, you have a tight end. Tight end. Man, you know who I got as one of them. Uh-oh, I hit
1: the wrong filter on my thing. Here we go. So <laughs> I've only got one my guy at tight end. Oh. And it is the guy that I was on the entire year, so I had to get him on the list. It's okay. Dalton Kincaid. And sure. I, you know what? I really, truly hope that one works out because I swear when we were doing the podcast, you can go back and check it. Everybody's talking about <laughs> Michael Mayer and darnell mm-hmm. darnell washington and whatnot and i was going dan mm-hmm. this might be he's might have overtaken mayor this might be the best tight end in the nation and now i hear a lot of people saying that and it was like i knew it <laughs> yeah I and there's a lot of people who,
0: who look at him as the best receiving tight end coming out he may not be as good of a yeah blocker oh yeah mayor, he's but... he's not a great blocker by any means but but again, hey, depending on what system you put in, that's exactly what you want—a guy who can stretch mm-hmm. the field and chip here and there when you need him to. Definitely a fan of him. I agree with can you. I didn't put him Cincinnati. on my list. Oh, I'd geez. love to see him with Cincy. There's, there's, there's a world where he's uh, their first-round draft pick. Definitely at the end of the first. if they he lasts would last that long. Again, you look at Daniel Jeremiah, I think he has Kincaid at like 8 or 9 on his top 15. So he's a huge fan of that guy, and I know you love that boy. Although I did remind you last night who he has at 15. So I think one of his guys didn't make either of our lists, and that's Mm -hmm. Jordan Addison. So yeah, you and him can have a conversation about that someday. But uh, my two tight ends. I have two tight ends. One of them, again, is somebody that you reminded me about, and that's Sam Laporta from uh, from Iowa. I think he does everything well. He's just 6'3 instead of 6'5 or 6'6, and that's the only reason why people have been down on him a little bit not down on him a little bit he's still gonna Including be a second myself draft pick. yeah because, i like him again, quite a bit i just wasn't willing to
1: stamp him as a my guy just because body shaming that's not about it i mean he could be like an <laughs> Evan ingram type guy maybe only mm-hmm. a little better of a blocker hey
0: you one thing you should always count on though iowa Ingram's
1: good though dang yeah i usually don't maybe i should have put him as a my guy
0: no, you're good. I'm, I'm good hanging on to him. I'm fine with that. And then my my deep cut, if you will, from the tight end position is another Big Ten guy who, boy, I hope he pans out, but I don't think he's going to be picked uh, until day three anyways. And that's Payne Durham from Purdue. He's a big body. He showed some some flashes in that offense. And so I, I think that he's shown that he can be a volume receiver if they need him to be. But I also think he's going to be Again, partially because he's going to get drafted late. He's going to be a guy who just hangs around for a long time in the league. He may not catch more than 40 passes in a season. He might not light it up, but I feel like he's going to stick around and, and definitely be worth his draft position wherever he ends up going on day three. Time to move on to the big boys. Well, offensive line action. It is, and
1: I got a lot of these guys. Well, get us started, bud. my guys. Well, it's not well, I kept out one of the guys, which... <laughs> Is interesting because I actually, the guy I kept out's the guy that I have ranked at the top, but I'm just not willing to put my stamp on him. But okay. All right, so my guy's here. I'm, I put an. Are no you doing the whole other, line or are
0: we starting with tackles?
1: I'm just doing t- offensive tackles. Okay, gotcha. In no particular order, I'm just going to say Darnell Wright first because the other three have something very much in common. I like Darnell Wright only (laughs) if they're playing him on the right tackle. I do not know if this guy – if someone puts him on the left, it's not going to work out. I just don't (laughs) think that's going to happen. But I I do like him as a right tackle. There is a little bit of concern. I mentioned in the last episode, hopefully he can keep his weight in check. Mm -hmm. But I I do – I do like his game, so I am willing to say that. But the three guys that I like a lot, and one of them I just don't hear, like, anybody talking about anymore, but Mm -hmm. Brojo, Anton Harrison, and Blake Freeland. I like all three of these guys. And -hmm. the reason being is I love how athletic these guys are at the size that they carry. I mean, all three of these guys are super-duper athletic. I really, truly believe you have to have that in today's NFL – because mm-hmm. these edge rushers are just getting more and more athletic and versatile, and that's why maybe I'm a little hesitant with Arnell Wright, but I really do like his tape, so I had to get him sure. on here. But those, the three that I just listed, I think are the three most athletic tackles in this entire draft. So those are my main three guys there. Like, I, like I'm starting to wonder, like, if I were drafting a tackle in the first round, like, <laughs> would I, Brojo might be my the top guy I would want, mm-hmm. maybe. MIT.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I understand well, see, that. I mean and again, the he's most got
1: athletic the... one's Blake Freeland, but I just like right. Brojo's tape better than,
0: than him and Harrison a little bit. Right. Yeah. And and Brojo has that versatility to be able to play guard if you need him to as well to start mm-hmm. off his career. He's not just an a right tackle more or less or, or just one side of the line. Uh, I agree with those picks, definitely. And Blake Freeland actually is on my list as well. So we finally have an overlap nice. right there that we can both go nuts about. And again, that's a six foot eight, only 305 pounds. You say only, which means he has some size if they need him to put it on at the next level. Uh, but again, that athleticism that he has at that size, even if he may be a little too tall and need to work on his anchoring a little bit, get a little lower with his pad level, something like that, that's still stuff that can be taught. You're not going to be able to teach the athleticism that he has at that level. You you can only do so much to add to an explosion at that point. Uh, and then the other guy that I got on my list is is going to be the first or second or third taken, and that's Peter I've Been a fan of him since we started this process. Maybe because I'm looking out for the little guy, the little big guy, the big little guy. Either way, anyway you look at it, I think he's a really solid lineman who will be a Pro Bowler for a decade potentially in this league, depending on where they put him at. And I still think he can can hang on at tackle. I don't know if the league will. I don't know if he's even getting a either. chance to. But even if wherever he ends up, he will be successful. That much I do know. So anybody else in the tackles?
1: No, but it's a decent segue. I'll take it right into the the guards, the, the, the actual interior guards? linemen, if you will. Because yep. <laughs> I'll say this. I didn't put my stamp on Skaransky, but I have him in this, and that's just because even though I think he's the best offensive lineman in this entire class tape-wise, uh, his arms terrify me, and I don't know, for what you just said, I don't know if someone's going to try to play him a tackle. So like, if are, I knew for a saying... fact that he was going to be a guard, he'd be a my guy. But I don't know that, so I'm not putting my stamp on Are, are you saying that he has a big head and little arms? He's a T-Rex. So, but I do have <laughs> two tackles that are my guys. Um, two guards? I, Peter, Peter Skaronsky is a soft my guy because I just don't know okay. where they're going to put him. If they put him a tackle, it's not going to go well. <laughs> um osiris torrance um mm-hmm. absolutely love him yes. i mean i don't think like i've said it many times i don't think he's allowed to sack um yeah no argument just there. a great player with great tape but a guy i wanted to pick a guy that's going a little a little later in this group here and it's a guy i've been pretty high on again i know nothing about him because he didn't get invited there just a guy for what the tape i can see i like but um, so I mean I know things about him, just not as when I say that because right. I don't know as much yeah. as the other players because they get invited. You know, if they're seniors, you they go to senior stuff, bowl yeah. or mm-hmm. they go to the combines, and you get to see a whole lot of interviews with them and a lot more right. takes from other people on them. Just a mm-hmm. lot, a lot more analysis on these guys. But I love Chandler Z- Zavala from what I can yeah. tell. So I'm just gonna go ahead and call him a my guy. He
0: Man, hasn't the only reason a long time, but he looks good, right? The only reason why Zavala doesn't work out is if that, uh, I don't want to say it's a back injury or something that he's recovering from, if that ends up being something that uh, kind of sticks with him throughout his career. That's definitely going to be the concern there. So, um, are we doing, did you put centers in with your interior guys or are you lumping I did them not. up separately? Okay. I so did not, but separate. we could
1: lump them. I could go ahead and go just ahead. hit them. Go real ahead. Quick. Hit
0: those guys. Hit those guys real quick as well. Because some All of these I guys, guys so might many. play guard for a bit, anyways. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's fair. And this, but I just have one center that, and it's Joe Titman. I've been all over him. I think he's the best center in the draft. The mullet. Yeah, I just he, he's about, you know, and I, have even got a soft my guy on John Michael Schmitz, but mm-hmm. Joe Tippmann's my top center. I just absolutely love sure. it. I love it. It was, he was one of the other guys. that's kind of like the Dalton Kincaid. Like I was even like on mm-hmm. board with John Michael Schmitz. Hey, I like him a lot, but then I started watching a lot more tape and very early on i was telling you and you said it on the show a lot is like dude joe tippman's better and then now i feel like some of the world is kind of on board with mm-hmm. that but some still go with schmitz but joe Tipman's the best
0: center in this draft as long as you don't put Tipman on like the cardinals or whatever way as a five foot ten quarterback he'll should be fine all right i got a handful yeah, of only interior mind. guys well i, I got kind of two so, okay like you say well i've got uh i've got four you know, four different guys in, in the in the B film to talk about. Some of these are going to be uh, earlier picks versus later picks. One of them is the guy that you talked about yesterday uh, that made your list. He was just outside of mine, and that's Andrew Voorhees. I think that he is a very good guard uh, playing out of USC. I think he's got a really good chance to be very effective at the next level. And then these next three guys are probably all day three guys that I feel good about and that have gotten a little bit of love here and there, and then some people have forgotten about. One of those is City So from uh, – eastern michigan he's a guy that uh, i want to say is like the poor man's osiris torrance in the sense that he's a big dude who's athletic uh, didn't get a ton of love in the pre-draft process is definitely going to be a day three pick but has potential to uh, carve out a starting role at the nfl uh, and then the next two brett nealon who is the center for usc as well so two usc guys are making my list and here's the thing about him no one's talking about him for anything anywhere but he had one of the highest grades that PFF does. And again, I know you're not always a PFF fan, but in an incredibly high grade and has been incredibly solid in a very quiet way for them uh, for the last couple seasons. And then the other one is another guy that uh, we talked about here and there that kind of seems to have fallen off people's radar. Uh, that's probably going to be a day three pick and could be a starting center at the next level. And that's Olu Olu. Olu Segun Oluwotimi from Michigan via Virginia. Again, not necessarily the sexiest pick, not the most athletic guy, but he just seems like he knows what he's doing. He knows how to run an offense. He knows how to play the center position. And so he's another guy that I look forward to having a good good uh, career. And, again, those last three are all guys who probably won't get picked until day three, so that's my excuse for why they might not work out, we don't have to talk about this again. <laughs> all right, on to Edge
1: Rusher, huh? Yeah, how about we take a little beer break first, sir? Oh, I thought you were doing that after the My Guys and in
0: between the bus. Oh, right. Sorry, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Offense, mm-hmm. defense. All right, fine. I just wanted to have a drink too early in the morning. All right, dude, go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so edge rushers here. Um, I got a lot of these guys. Um, I you I'll know. just do the top three real quick just because they're my top three. Uh, Will Anderson, Lucas Van Ness, mm-hmm. and Felix and Udike Uzama. I mean, we all knew those sure. were going to be my guys for probably both of us. So (laughs) I'll fast forward through those and I'll just go with the, the the three guys that most people might not be on. And actually I'm only going to say two because one of these guys I know for a fact is not going to be drafted on day one and day two. And for, I really want to save, I know you've been trying to hit the smaller school guys and the day three pick guys, but I really wanted to save that kind of like for the Friday or Saturday episode before the draft list, like who, who's out there that I really like. um. I wish I would have known that ahead of time. I would have done them all now. But <laughs> oh, well. Either way, I digress. Um, tule Tupolotu. Uh, you know I like tule Wish mm-hmm. he would have been invited to more places like the Combine or participated. I know he was at the Combine, so they got the measurements. He just didn't participate. Right. But um, I still like him. Like his mm-hmm. tape. It was interesting to see that he showed up like shorter and way lighter than what he allegedly was. But I still mm-hmm. like his tape a lot, and I'm a fan. He'll he'll be a great second round pick for somebody. But right. then you He's even called it out. You even called it out on our last episode here, where you didn't think he would get the NFL would actually draft him this high. But you know, I like Yaya Diaby as well. Right, um, and then the other one that I'd say is I'm just really impressed by what I've seen from Jose Ramirez out of Eastern Michigan. Sure, um, and I do have it's another kinda... guy in here, but I, I know he'll be day three, so I kind of want to save him. I, I'm trying to save these day three okay. guys just for the content for the other episode.
0: All right, I mean I feel like we can talk about him again on day three and dive into him a little deeper. This is just more of a you know letting people know who we think is going to be going to okay. be up there, but that's fine. You good? You can well, hang I'll on. throw this guy out there. It seems he did it.
1: I didn't do it with the offense, but I guess moving forward on defense, I can throw out some of the smaller, well, hang on to a couple. Like just a lot, you know, but, uh, the, it's v- Villiami uh, Fayoko Jr., the edge rusher oh, from San yeah. Jose State. He's going to go late in this
0: draft, and I like him quite mm-hmm. a bit. No, you've been a fan of him. He's he'll be back. my main day three edge rusher that I have my eye on. There you go. Well, I'm going to put a couple names your way for uh, for the edge class, uh, and uh, a couple we already talked about. Felix obviously is on my list. I think I'm even higher on him than you are. Uh, And Tule's on mine as well, as much as he, if he would have been doing what he was doing at 285 and being able to shuffle around the line, that'd be insane. Instead, he does it at 265, which means he's an edge rusher. He's probably not going to do, he might do the occasional stunt inside or something where they're trying to, you know, get a little funky on a a third down blitz package, but he's basically going to be an edge at the next level. Still, again, liked his tape, no doubt about that. And then a guy that's kind of in that hybrid edge sort of role that uh, we boy we talked about at the beginning of the year because of how he did last year and then he just kind of didn't this year. Uh, that's Andre Carter II from Army, the six foot seven inch guy who doesn't look like he's uh, he, he's the opposite of uh, of a guy like Tyreek Wilson, where where he looks Wilson looks like he's you know cut out of stone right to play the position, whereas. Uh, it, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Andre Carter the second looks like he lumped some clay together and kind of made a human. And so, hey, look, he may not look the part from that, but the production that he had last season and what he did this year was a very different style of play. I think he has potential at the next level to still be a, a more of a three, even a, a his size, more of a three, four outside linebacker kind of type where you have him blitzing, but then you also have him dropping back and, and handling the run. So he's going to be a day three pick that I am very much uh, still in favor of. And uh, we'll see whether or not the army lets me down. (laughs) He would be a guy
1: that I might talk about later. Oh, all right. Continue. Let's
0: go to the inside, to the beef in the middle.
1: Oh, all right. I'm going to do D-line and uh, nose tackle all together if you're good with that. That's fine. Okay. All right. So my guy's here. My guy's here. I got Kalaja Kansi. We knew Mm -hmm. he was going to be a my guy. Same. And then I got then I got Keanu Benton. He'll probably be a day two mm-hmm. guy who we probably already knew was going to be a my guy. Right. From, yeah, you're from Wisconsin. Him. Yeah. You and like your Wisconsin you know,
0: boys. If you weren't a Michigan men. guy, you'd be a
1: Wisconsin guy. Well, I'd be an Iowa guy, but if not Iowa, then Wisconsin. Fair. Um, but then I've got four guys that I think are going to go very late in the draft process. Okay. That I just, I like them. I, mm-hmm. I really do like all four of these guys. Got Carl Brooks Same. from Bowling Green. Got Dante Stills from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Got Jonah Tavai, who's a little undersized, scares me a little bit, not a whole lot. San sure. Diego State. And then Colby Turner from Wake Forest.
0: You're just going for all the undersized boys, aren't
1: you? I no, know. Carl Brooks and Dante well, Stills Well, except for Carl Brooks, huge. yeah.
0: And Carl Brooks is a big boy. But look at you giving a little bit of love to those you body shame. Proud of you.
1: Hey, it's all good. These foreign players are really good, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and Carl Brooks is like the ultimate, why didn't he get more opportunities kind of guy. He didn't get invited to the combine. Uh, people are just, they haven't been talking about him. And his tape, and again, a lot of people think he's going to shift inside. He had a lot of edge rushing at 300 pounds, so he's definitely an, an interior guy at the next level. But he just seems like he has the ability to get after the quarterback. And at that size, yeah. Yeah, he's on. Excuse me, he's on my list too, so. agree with that. The other guy that I'm going to give you is a large man who is going to get picked on day three, and that's Gerard Clark from uh, Coastal Carolina. He's 340 pounds. He has one job to do, and that is stand there and eat blocks, and he will eat them all day long. So looking forward to seeing how he pans out as a later-round guy that's going to be rotational to definitely start off his career but could end up uh, carving out a pretty solid spot as we go forward. Anybody else on the line? Are we moving to the linebackers where you're probably going to have 11-D?
1: You know, I tried to contain my excitement with the linebackers (laughs) because I do like a ton of them. Sure, a ton of them are like crazy, crazy good. But they're, you know, I got some. Let's go ahead and let's Mm -hmm. go ahead and talk about them. We know Jack Campbell's a my guy. Yes, we know Drew Sanders is a my guy.
0: Agreed.
1: And then I'm pretty sure I mentioned it enough. Not as much as the other two, but we should know that Dorian Williams from Tulane is a my guy, and we should also know that Mm -hmm. Ivan Pace Jr. from Cincinnati is a my guy. Also agree. Those guys are going to be, well, Pace will be later. Williams will be a day two pick. Pace will probably be a day three pick. But But a couple more. Yeah, a couple more. I'm just going to throw these out there that will go very late in this draft that I think Mm -hmm. could surprise some people.
0: Could do a Rodrigo. Um,
1: Well, and there's other guys I like in there that. You know, like if Owen Papo stays healthy, oh, my God, like I said, he could. Oh, his athleticism. If he stays, like, I'm not going to put a My Guy stamp on him because I don't trust his Mm -hmm. health, but, dude, (laughs) if he stays healthy, he could be the best linebacker in this entire draft.
0: Yeah, the guy's off the charts, man. It's nuts.
1: He is. He's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You know what? I should probably just put a My Guy on him and put an asterisk (laughs) because I don't know if I have faith that he'll stay healthy. But
0: Well, you can put a My Guy on him. Remember, health is not the reason why we make guys busts. So he can be your guy. Again, unless it's somebody like obviously you're not going to put Bryce Young on there because you think he's going to be split in half. So that's that's understandable. Well, because like if it's, if, if, it's a guy, if you're
1: saying that, then Bryce Young would definitely be a my guy because I think
0: he's a really good quarterback. I just don't know that he can survive. Well, right. But the difference between him and Papo is Papo might get hurt, might not get hurt, whereas you think Bryce will get hurt, and so that's a different dynamic. You're like, so Papo, I'm I'm good with you making him uh, your guy, and then we'll talk about, hey, by the way, if he does get hurt, you know, there you go. But I don't I don't see him getting hurt as a high enough probability to say, well, yeah, asterisk is fine. Sure, dude. Just keep moving. Owen Owen can make your list. Yeah. I'm good with that. It's cool. I got two more. They're going to go late. I just want
1: to get in there and talk about sure. them. Uh Drake Thomas from North Carolina State. I think he could be a great late round okay. pick. Mm-hmm. And then also the guy who's probably going to go super late, who I don't know that I've ever told you about this guy because I had to continue Ooh. to do research on him because i was nervous to say it but he came from one of the schools you covered didn't <laughs> uh-huh. hear you talk about him a whole lot he always kind of caught my eye but i finally got around to doing a little digging on him i do like him i do like him but he's going to be a very late pick but it's darius muasso mm-hmm. don't know how to say his name linebacker for california
0: okay gotcha UCLA. i will admit you so ucla so
1: california at los angeles the bruins okay gotcha
0: Bruins, gotcha. Well, because again, this, you you got to be careful. The Cal has life. so many freaking schools. Yeah, man. I know. I, they and, one's I and one's a bear, and one's a Bruin. California.
1: I keep yeah. just wanting to say California because he plays out there, but then I realized right. they have a ton of schools. So then, that, I'm, yeah.
0: then I gave you the full name. But For yes, sure. I like him. Yeah, I really no, yeah, they, like they him. had a couple of good guys there. Uh, so I'm not going to argue with with any of those. Obviously, I have pace on my list as well. The one name, Volker and I put Pulitzer, him in. Dude, he's on my list. That was one of the names I was going to say. So Bumper Pool is a guy that I was just like his name. I feel like everybody's going to want a pool shirt. Everybody's going to want a bumper pool in their life. And again, he's going to be a later round draft pick, but he just seems like he has potential to be at very least, very least a special teamer that comes up and fills in here and there. Uh, but he's definitely a guy that I like. And then I, I kind of put him in the linebacker category because I forgot to mention him in the edge rusher. Uh, but uh, Nolan Smith is a guy that I've been high on ever since we figured out that he was actually healthy for the draft process. So definitely expecting him to be a top half of the first round or very least top a uh, first round draft pick. Uh, So, again, a lot of people are high on him, so it's a little bit of a different story. But Bumper Pool, Ivan Pace Jr., very much on board with those boys. Let's move to the corners.
1: Oh, man, I had a ton of linebackers, didn't I? You did, as we all expected (laughs) you would. (laughs) Okay, so corners. um, You know I'm always reluctant to put the stamp of my guy on corners just because corners and quarterbacks, (laughs) I feel like, have the highest bust rate. I I kid you not. Like, they really do. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I got I got two. I got two guys that I'm putting my stamp on. One mm-hmm. is obvious. It's gotcha. Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, Everybody same. knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the one that's not so obvious, and I decided to put him on here because it just appears that I'm way higher on him than everyone else. And I'll also admit, <laughs> he may not actually even end up playing corner.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But, man, it's hard. I just said, like, if I wasn't a Michigan fan for Big Ten, I'd be Iowa. But, man... It's hard not to like the athleticism mm. of Riley Moss. Sure. Especially yeah. where he's going. And that's part of what right. factored into it. Like I almost want to say Keely Ringo's a my guy for the same reason again. Because these guys because are gonna day two picks, <laughs> so you're not spending a premium premium mm-hmm.
0: on him. And like well, they, and that's I feel the thing. like they
1: could go play safety and do very
0: well. Like Pretty sure.
1: But well, Ringo's I, I, I a weird also, one
0: anyways because Ringo at one point was everybody's like top 1 or 2 or 3 corner mm-hmm. and then he kind of just had an average year and so he shuffled down people's boards which I was out on with him with him going in the top
1: 10 I was all out sure. on that but now if he's mm-hmm. a day 2 pick it's almost like dude I'm 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 <laughs> back in on Ringo at that price tag so like right. it's weird to like I want to put a my guy thing on him but if somebody goes and grabs him Mm-hmm. You know, in the top twenty-five or so of the first round, like I, I don't know that I'd be willing to back that. So it's I'm right. nervous to talk about that, but I also do want to say Devin Witherspoon is a, a guy I really <laughs> want. I, I'll go ahead and finally call him a my guy for because I love his, the way he plays football. But mm-hmm. out of all the players I've listed so far, he's the one I'm probably the most scared to say he's a my guy. Right, just because, because I don't think he's covered penalties. anybody. I think he's got baby hands, just like Ringo, and
0: yeah. Sure, yeah, and again, it's that's scary. that's obviously a concern. I like Witherspoon to an extent, but I'm, I'm still too concerned that his game isn't going to translate the way everybody else thinks it will, so we'll see what happens there. He's certainly not going to be a bust. I just don't know who he's going to be. He might not be. Witherspoon is, is in that category of guys that might not live up to his draft spot. And that's part of the fun with uh, with why we do all this stuff. Again, Gonzo's on my list too. Obviously, I think that he's a plug and play, especially if you're man to man for his you know whole career. I like the dude is just so smooth, so fluid, and uh, actually looks around for the football. So it's amazing. Uh, two other guys though, that I want to mention is Julius Brantz, this guy that I've been definitely coming, and a lot of other people are too, but I've definitely been coming around on him at, at 6'3". He's another guy that could potentially move around if they need him to, but he just seems like he's got the size, he's got the movement to be able to keep up with players, and he just he seems like a guy who's going to do well at this level. And then another name that, man, I want him to do well, and so he's on my list, and he's probably not going to get taken until uh, day three, uh, and I know you like him too is Travius Hodges Tomlinson, little bit oh, of LT's dude. cousin right would, there. The dude is so I tiny, love, though. Yeah, he's
1: so tinier. He'd be a my guy all day. Like I already said that if you could just make him a little bit bigger, then I, I would probably like him better than I like Gonzo, and that says sure. something. But he, as, he's as, not. As small as he is, I just don't know how that's going to work in today's list. Uh, we'll yeah,
0: well, see. I look out for the little man here. I don't body shame like you do. So Travius Hodges mm. Tomlinson is on my list. All right, man, let's go to these uh, safeties, and then we'll wrap it up and talk some beer. I I just have two safeties
1: that are my guys. I mean, I, okay. I put a lot well, up there one earlier, them. but that's just because I'm projecting a lot with these guys. But I'll put a stamp on two of them. One of them is Brian Branch. We knew that was going to happen. Same. But one yep. is going to be a very late pick, I think. I don't know. It's one of those guys that I feel like okay. I'm the only person on Planet Earth. Like We might be the only podcast that has said his name. <laughs> that's, that's
0: Memphis <laughs> Tiger, it. Quindell Johnson. You are so much higher. Put it this way: uh, so the Athletic does their their beast, this huge thing where they go through like fifteen hundred prospects, so like way more guys than are ever going to end up on an NFL roster. They, you know, where they have mm-hmm. him thirty Probably second on the safeties, thirty yeah, second fine. safety. Yeah,
1: yeah. He misses some tackles. I'll give you that, but he he plays safety just like he's looking to make turnovers, and he does. And he gets <laughs> a lot of tackles too. So I don't, mm-hmm. man. I like him. I just I like him.
0: Sure, and there's your, there's your flyer you have to take. Obviously, Brian Branch yep. on my list as well. Uh, and then I've got two more names, one that you've heard me talk about quite a bit since the beginning of the year, and that's J.L. Skinner. Big fan of him. Uh, I do think he's going to end up as a, round, a third round, maybe even a fourth round pick. I've seen some people mocking him in the fifth. If he is anything past the third round, I mean, I will buy that all day on a guy who has his versatility to be able to play safety, come up, play a little bit of a linebacker. He is uh, a, a poor man's version of... Uh, of the guy who went uh, towards the top of the draft last year from uh, from Notre Dame that I keep forgetting the name of Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton. Thank you. Don't ask me why I keep forgetting Kyle Hamilton's name, but uh, yeah, you so I he's very much in that's why I wanted over JMO. Right. I mean, I was on board with that too. Uh, And then the other name is a guy that you have zero faith in, but I have liked the the tape of, and that's Chris Smith II. Christopher Smith II from Georgia. I I know he's undersized. He's a little bit smaller, like a 5'11", 190 kind of safety, but I feel like he just has a nose for the football, knows where the play is going, has the head for the game, even if he doesn't have the body, as I continue to give the little guys some love. So that's it for our guys. I say that's it. We spent 45 minutes talking about our guys, right? But it's time for us to talk about our because I had about 45 guys that I listed there. I'm not surprising. I'm actually kind of impressed we got through as quickly as we did. Yeah. So what I want to do is our guys and our bust for the beer, man. So give me a few beers that you are pounding the table for that people need to try. And uh, give me a few that, that were busts for you over the recent memory, I suppose. So you know, pull up your untapped, and I can start out if you need a minute. Oh but yeah, go ahead. One of my guys, and I'm, I'm honestly part of the reason why I did this was just to mess with you. Is uh, it's the Hunapu Stout from uh, Cigar City? You should really try it sometime, dude. <laughs> you can't see his face right now, but he's he's not pleased that I brought this back up. Uh, but another one that uh, that I found quite delightful recently was one that you also would have enjoyed that i couldn't get because they wouldn't let it out of the brewery and that's from ethereal brewing in uh, in frankfort i'm sorry in lexington kentucky and that's the baba yaga peanut butter and banana stout did a nice job with putting the banana in there and uh, that one was was a tasty stout that wasn't too heavy and that's the big thing that you usually have sometimes with the flavored stouts is they get to be just something that's smacking you in the face but that one did a really really nice job uh and then the other one that i put way up there was uh was i'm going to do this to you again but and that's the ravens crows and magpies from cigar city it was such we're a fighting. good i think it's their 13th edition and uh do you have anything to say about those bud did you oh wait you yeah, didn't we're try us. yeah we're fighting <laughs> all right give me a few beers that uh, that you are telling people need to make a road trip and try
1: well, the, you said to do this based off from recent memory, so this is almost like a little bit of recap of what's happened lately. But sure. I'll say this: I did, I did enjoy the Barrel Age Dark Star by Big Lake. But yep. one that was an extreme win for me was that uh, 13-year anniversary stout by Oddside Ales. Okay, that was that might be the biggest winner. Like sure, yeah. That, I need to find out that's, that that's Brian Branch. i'll Uh, give you that i also really liked Oddside's maple barrel aged sweet potato souffle that was really really good so Oddside's been surprising the heck out of me Uh, if we're talking about biggest we're talking about biggest winners i I gotta bring up the fact that shorts hop stash has come out and that is my Mm all-time favorite summer beer (laughs) so i gotta throw that in there Mm -hmm. but then i'll just wrap up with two other ones that i really enjoyed which were the two that I went back to Founders to get more of after being so happy with them the first time and that was that a Russian the barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout and that Marvel mm-hmm. Roast. That barrel aged oh, one. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. those were absolutely fantastic. But if we're talking about bus, I'll start with one that I had while I was on my way to Detroit for the uh Luke Combs concert this oh, past okay. weekend but uh, it's another one by Drecker so it's the second beer I've had by Drecker and it's there will be pert but it's the mint milkshake one <laughs> okay yeah. so I love I love like minty stuff like okay but this mm-hmm. was if you take like mint chocolate chip ice cream melted it put it in a can and made it sour
0: I was with you till the sour part
1: it's a sour smoothie pastry thing. And the sour is not overwhelming, but it's like almost after you swallow, you're like, there was, what was that? Yeah. So there's something that's... weird in there. And I didn't know it was sour until after I went to like go to check into it. I'm okay. Like, that yep. was the funk. That was the funk. Like I could get past like how creamy and thick this thing was. It was thick, like melted ice cream. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Not yeah. I feel fan. like sour and mint don't really go well together. No. No. I found that out.
1: I took one sip and that was it. I gave the rest of it away. There you um, go. the jambassador that we had, the mm-hmm. cider fruit thing that we had, the gingery thing we had at Founders.
0: Yeah. Right. Not my thing. <laughs> that that was I definitely thought it was, I thought it was better than you did, but it still was average at best for me. Yeah. I
1: man, not my thing. I I that that was an absolute bust for me. But I can then, get you uh, another
0: bust from Founders. Remember that yeah, sweet refute? That?
1: You know what? Let's just let's just end right there. Uh, <laughs> that'll be my last bus. This thing, there you go. like, I, what type of noise came out of my mouth when I t- Like my my teeth chattered, like my tongue was clacking. Yeah. I felt like my eyes were spinning. Like I don't know what that was, but it was another <laughs> like one sipper. Like, yep, you can have that. I'm so good the- on
0: that. The face that you made, I've said this before, for those of you that are old enough to have watched or maybe with your kids have watched the Santa Claus, it's the face that Tim Allen makes when he's the Santa and is drinking soy milk and just like the whole like tongue waggling, just just like eyes squinting. Mm. Oh, my God. It was it was worth it to me to have you drink that beer. Like I got I got reaction. You know, that thing like that expression that
1: people say, like when they feel their like skin crawl, like they shiver, like Uh I don't know. I got that. When I did I that, believe when you. I tasted that, that <laughs> happened, and then that's what caused that face a little
0: bit too. Not good, dude. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna jump back uh, in the archives, and I'm going to go back to like December here, dude, just because there's a few that I think need to get mentioned on the bus side of things for me, uh, and that's Evil Genius. And Evil Genius has had some very good beers. They had some very good beers that we tried. They're, one of their pumpkin ones was amazing, but there were two that they did. Their Fruit IPA, Adult hashtag adulting, and then their Is Butter A Carb, which was their kind of Oktoberfest sort of beer. Uh, and maybe we tried them a little out of season or whatever, but those two both just were not great. They had some other very good ones, but those two, uh, a hard pass, hard pass on them. And again, this one of the reasons why we're doing this, outside of the fact that it fits with the theme of the show, is that, hey, look, there are, beer that, there are beers out there that we don't like and that we do like, that you may like or may not like, and that's why we're doing this. The same thing with these busts and these our guys like there's guys we may have mentioned on our guys list that you're gonna sit there and say we're insane there's no way these guys are gonna have good careers you'd be wrong but you could say that but that takes us in now to the players that uh, we are planting our i don't know i guess our, our poop flag on i don't know these are the guys mm-hmm. that we just think have a decent chance of not working out now i want to say this at least from my end of things JP, I don't want any of these guys to bust. I want every guy to be able to do wonderful things and be able to feed their family, etc. cetera. But maybe these are guys that have a potential depends to Depends
1: on what college they went to.
0: Okay, almost all the guys. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, I'll
1: start it off here. Um, QBs, what do you is, got? I got one that I, well, I mean, there's going to be, you could, You here's the thing. I could say every <laughs> single one of these guys are going to bust, and I'd probably have like an 85% success rate, maybe 95 Oh, okay. But I'm just going to go with one. I don't really care for a whole lot of them, but I'm just going to go with one guy, man. Yeah, I know. Yep. That's, yeah, the quarterbacks. they just quarterbacks Uh don't pan out. The bust rate's huge, so your odds of getting it right are easy. But I'll say this before I even say the name. When Mm -hmm. I do bust guys, I'm not even going to list anybody that I expect to go on day three because what are you expecting to hit? So I'm only talking about, like, basically top, like, what, 90 players? Roughly, like if they're or these guys that are in that range, realistically in that range, yeah, yeah. So, but this is a guy that used to be the number one at this position for me. I said it on the last episode. The, the little the, the test, the eighteen on the test, C.J. Stroud, <laughs> that carried a lot of weight for me. I mm-hmm. I don't know that I have faith anymore because I was already nervous about Ohio State and the reputation of being systems quarterbacks and right. There's nothing to say that that's not a true statement, but then you back it up with that type of score on that test. Right. Yeah, I'm out. I think he's going to be a
0: bust. Sure. Anybody else or just that one?
1: No, I mean, I, I didn't, you know, like there's – you could go deeper and make excuses for <laughs> some of these guys, but right. I mean, he, he's the only one that I'm going to plant my flag on. So, yeah, he's going to be a bust. I'm not a huge Will Levis fan. Mm-hmm. I didn't like his tape. Anthony sure. Richardson's got to figure out certain aspects of the game for him to be a success, and Bryce Young's just if he stays healthy, right. That's kind of a head and hooker thing too. But I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to plant my flag on one or two mm-hmm. main guys who I don't think are going to work. Quarterback, my guy, I don't think is going to work is Stroud.
0: Right. I got two flags. I'm, I'm, I'm double fisting the flags here when it comes well, to actually, quarterbacks. Here, one of those here, here's ahead. a funny one. I'm only going to uh-huh. say it because you put him on there,
1: but it's it's going against everything I said. Late round pick. Throwing Thompson Robinson, that ain't happening.
0: Oh well, yeah, okay. We'll have fun with that. You might owe me something at the end of this. Let's <laughs> let's put a bet on him. Either, if if he's if he's a complete like we can we can certifiable bust or certifiable like our guy like like makes it makes it for where he's drafted at. One of us owes somebody something on DTR. Okay, how's that sound? Mm, we'll see. All right, deal. Well, again, we'll revisit that after we figure out where he's drafted. Oh, yeah. If he's drafted in the first yeah. three rounds, I'm out. If he's drafted after that, I'm in. So we'll, we'll, well have that. Well, I have a offer. UDFA grade on him. Okay, so if he's drafted at all, you want to make that bet? Sounds no, he'll good. get drafted. I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, fair. All right, cool. So uh, the two guys that I'm going to talk about, you already talked about one, CJ Stroud. Again, uh, I look at. We talked about him throughout the process. He was considered one of the best quarterbacks, and he still might work out. But I feel like the potential for him to not work out is very high because. Again, cognitive score, I realize it's not a an be all end all, but boy, it's a concern. Also, he's played with incredible talent at wide receiver. He's also had a pretty solid offensive line. And while they've won a lot of games, he that. played great against Georgia. He showed a lot of trepidation in both the games against Michigan. And other than that, they didn't play a ton of amazing teams. They had Penn State was their other game that that you could say was a hard game every year and maybe I'm being, you know, revisionist with it to an extent, but it just, it feels like there's a decent chance that he continues the trend. I've said this throughout the course of the year that he seems like the best looking Ohio state quarterback we've ever seen. And again, now I'm starting to believe more. that's more because of who he had around him than who he was, because uh, somebody made the reference yesterday that if Aiden O'Connell from Purdue was sitting at Ohio state, he'd be throwing for 40 touchdowns as well. And so, Hey, who knows? But that's one. The other one is Will Levis. And again, uh, I've been up and down a ro- roller coaster for Levis. You you could have uh, seen him be one of my guys if you, I mean, like a month and a half ago or two, potentially. But the more I've looked into him, the more we've talked about him, the more I've realized how old he is, as we keep making the jokes about guys ages with COVID and all that kind of stuff, throwing things around. The more I remember how he couldn't beat out a guy who's not even going to probably get drafted from Penn State and Sean Clifford. I just don't see Will Levis panning out unless he gets into the right system with the right guys who can fix some of his flaws and that he gets his own brain around it. Now, part of that could have been because the the Will Levis we saw last season might be him his floor going forward, right? He could be that kind of guy if he's in the right system. But I think the Will Levis we saw this year is more likely a guy who's going to be frustrated and forcing things and turning the ball over too much. Moving on to running backs, what do you got? mm mm-hmm. Well, the main guy that I got here, and it's
1: weird it it might not fit the category for what I said because maybe he is going late. But I remember early right. on in the process, very early in the year, this guy had a lot of hyper on him. But mm-hmm. I I do I do not like Kenny McIntosh. That guy's not okay. going to work out. But I think he's sure. going to go go late. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to count for this exercise, if you will, so I didn't really have anybody high that's going to be a bust, but I'm going to force one just so I can uh, – <laughs> that way I can just say that I have one guy sure. that I know is going to go on the top three rounds that I don't have a whole lot of faith in. Right.
0: Well, I've got this one, one
1: as well. Go ahead. And I'll, I'll just say it because I think some people think he could be, like, the third running back off the board potentially. But I
0: don't – Okay. I don't have a ton of faith in Devin chain. Yeah, he's another guy that where he gets picked. If he gets picked day three, I'm all about it. If he gets yep, picked in too. the first couple of rounds, I'm nervous. Because like when I say like I feel speed, like he's
1: a but, he, yeah, but like when you look at Deuce Vaughn, because I don't mm-hmm. want to get on all the small guys here. Nobody's going to draft Deuce Vaughn to be a feature back. He's going to be right. a guy who's going to be a change of pace back who's probably going to mm-hmm. have an awesome career. I feel like there are people out there that are of the mindset like, oh, I'll get Devin chain, like this could be my guy, like. No, if he pl- <laughs> if he gets drafted and plays a Deuce Vaughn like role, okay, sure, I'm all right. in. But I'm not taking him like maybe on day three, maybe or not day yeah. three, third round, maybe in the third round, day three, I'm all about him. Right. But like if he gets drafted on day two, even on day three, like I don't think I would do it. I right, wouldn't. Sure. I'll just say that if he, yeah, if he you goes on three. day two, or, yeah. Sorry, right. see, him getting all twisted up. Can't yeah. talk get frustrated. That's one He should the time. be a day one 2 pick. He should not no, be a yeah, day 2 pick. Sure. If he goes on Agreed. day 2, I'm
0: out. Right. So I guess that'll so be had, my guy. Right. I had to reach a little bit for my running back and I don't know. I mean, he probably won't go. He might go at the end of the third round. Uh and that's Dwayne McBride, who the I like him, but I'm concerned because he's had a lot of tread in the tires and he's one-dimensional. And so he could make me look bad like Derrick Henry did, but I don't think he will. I think he's He's carried the ball enough to where, unless he gets in the right system with a team that's just thumping the ball, or he has some nascent pass catching ability that no one's talked about, or he didn't get a chance to do at UAB, I feel like there's a decent chance that he might just end up turning into a one trick pony that doesn't uh, breaks down too soon. That's what I'd like to see him work out. I'm just concerned that he won't. I can see the concern there. I do, I do think based on what I read,
1: because you know you're not going to find a whole lot of UAB tape, but. I've heard that he is very capable of being a pass-catching running back. They just simply chose not to use him that way, but I have no way to validate that.
0: (laughs) That's just something I read. All right. Wide receivers, dude.
1: All right. You ready for this, Dan? Yeah. You sure? Maybe. Jordan Addison.
0: You're a jerk. Bust. Nope. Dude. Wrong. Dude. Wrong.
1: He he weighs 10 pounds, Stop. and he, he's got oompa-loompa hands.
0: You're an oompa-loompa.
1: It ain't going to happen. It's just not. <laughs> it's Jordan not. Addison
0: is going to be a yeah, very solid wife.
1: Yeah, he blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he, went, he, he bounced around and followed good quarterbacks or quarterbacks that could just force-feed him the ball.
0: Okay. Hey, depending where that. he ends up, he might be in the same situation.
1: Sure, he a, but he can't catch the pros. Um,
0: okay, because of his oompa-loompa hands?
1: Yep, it ain't gonna. Oh,
0: no, okay, you know with those gloves, he'll be fine. Anybody Josh else? Downs.
1: Stop! Oh, yeah, I got several more. Stop it! Josh Stop Downs, picking bust. on the hey, little I, wide I, receivers. I almost put Hyatt on here, but I think I got a little bit of hope for Hyatt.
0: See, that's funny because I almost had Hyatt on my list too.
1: Um, but I got another bus for you. You ready for it? And who else are you going to pick on?
0: Andrea Sovius. See, you'd looked at my list ahead of time, and then just decided to make fun of the wide receivers that I like. Nope, I I, I got two more. Do you have Zay Flowers on your list because you're like, oh no, one of my wide receivers is a small guy. Like, you know, that's is that what you're trying to play right now? He's your token small guy.
1: Yep. Uh huh. Continue. All right,
0: so there's three. I got two more
1: wide receivers. Uh huh. And actually, these two, like, just fun stories on them. Like, I. I actually I got Michael Wilson on here. I actually don't mind okay. him except for the fact I have zero faith that he's going to stay healthy. sure that that I can agree with. and also so I got I'm Michael Wilson the, the, the reason I put him on there is because there's people talking about he could
0: somehow go like late first or
1: very early second, like no and it way. cracks is me it up
0: No because again, like he might have some talent, but people also talk about oh well, he didn't have a good quarterback, and yet people are talking about Tanner McKee as well, he didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. It's like, which is it? Correct, which is why like I'm just I'm gonna call him a bus. The last
1: mm-hmm. guy on this list, so I hand it over to you here, is Cedric Tillman. And I've seen his name creep mm-hmm. up at mm-hmm. the end of the first round too, and even Brad yep. likes Cedric Tillman, but I'm like, dude, right. like he he didn't do he played for five years, so he's a little older. <laughs> first three years caught like three balls, mm-hmm. like one ball a year. Then right. his fourth year, so his senior year if you will. Yeah, it was solid. I'm not mad about that, but then he got hurt. So he's coming mm-hmm. off from an injury being a five-year player with one solid year of
0: production. Right. Yeah, he's he's one of the rare five-year players that you still see his untapped potential, and that's what people are trading on. And he's, he's also a slightly bigger guy. He's not huge, but he's, he's, he's definitely gotten, a little bit bigger than some of the other guys. He's the only other guy other than Mingo that has the one thing
1: I look for in wide receivers, and that's Another hand size. Hands. So I will say this. Yeah. If he finds a way to stay healthy, then sure, he could be one of the ones that maybe make me look like an idiot, but... Because mm-hmm. he's got, like, the most important thing for me for wide receivers. I always right. go to the hand size, man.
0: Yeah, and, and Tillman is the one guy that's on my list as well. You know who I almost put on here besides Jalen Hyatt, though? is I was close to putting Ninja on here.
1: I for injury I purposes that, or what?
0: Well, for injury purposes slash, think. let's think about it. Where he's going to get taken in the first round, you expect this guy to be a perennial pro bowler and be the, the number one threat on your team. He never has been. He had his one great season when he was the third option and overshadowed mm. the other two because he didn't have to face the best coverage the whole year the one the year that he was gonna have that would be the highlight be the focus he played 40 snaps and caught five passes so there's a chance that the the ninja we saw you know last season was there because of the opportunity afforded him and the injury thing is also a question mark. I mean, the hamstring could be. That's why, but I, why I didn't he's my wide receiver too. Right, but I, I got a small guy as wide receiver one, so take that, Dan. Yeah, that's the only one you have, and then you hate on the rest of them. We'll see what happens. Again, we've we've got our little bet going. We've got a little. We'll, we'll see what happens out of all that uh, coming up this year. It's mm-hmm. you and your wide. You again. The one thing I will say, I'm incredibly nervous about this bet because JP has a ridiculous track record with wide receivers. So we'll see what happens there. All right, tight ends. Anybody?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. Let me flip over. I didn't know that we were that was your official bus list for wide receivers. I'm behind the game here. All right. I tight don't end. have the I
0: am not hating as much
1: as you are. Tight end, I just have one. Okay. Sorry, I just don't see it with Darnell Washington. I, I see him as sure. it, but, he, but here's the thing. I wanna put an asterisk next to this. Ooh, I don't okay. see him as I don't see him like any world where he should be the first tight end taken. Okay. Okay. Right. But I do think he is a tremendous blocker. He is right. so good. And he could be even very good in the red zone. But mm-hmm. I just don't ever see a world where – it because if you're talking about him being the number one tight end, like I don't see him being a, anywhere on the field you can play him in every down and every situation type guy. I think he's very sure. specific. He's either blocking mm-hmm. or he's a red zone threat. So if sure. we were talking about him being a – you know, a third round pick or something like that. I I'm all in and I actually like the guy quite a bit. Now if we're talking right. about him going in the top twenty, like when people no. are mocking him to the Packers and whatnot, I'm like, dude, no. Yes. Absolutely yes. not. Yes. That oh yeah. Let's make that okay, happen. Yeah. Let's make that happen. <laughs> Let's put him in a thirteen. So it's weird. Right. I got him as a bust, but I do think he is actually phenomenal at several things. I just don't see him as a he's not going getting any situation 60 plus tight passes. end. He's, just right. he's not, not Travis Kelsey.
0: No, he's so not going to do that.
1: If he ends up going like late second round or something like that, I would take the bus tag off him. Okay, I'm in. I'm sold.
0: Sure, right. And I'm again, okay that's what we that. talk about. Right. Some of this is positional, and I didn't really have any tight ends that are on that list for me because the only other guys that I would say I'm curious about how it's going to end up for him are injury-related, and that's like Luke Musgrave, guys like that that should be great yeah, but might sure. not ever pan out because of that. But yeah, Washington as well. If he gets taken high, totally agree with that. If he doesn't, then, you know, hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, offensive lineman, you got anybody there? I got I'm gonna one. I'm going to kind of lump all the offensive line together. So if you got a, a, a oh, guard okay. or two that you think you're going to bust, go ahead. Yeah, I'll do a gauntlet. I'll just go tackle, guard, then
1: center. So tackle, okay. I got Jalen Duncan. Jalen Duncan was a guy that we liked <laughs> quite a bit early mm-hmm. on and when we we started the, the season. And As the season progressed, I just didn't feel less as less good. And then mainly, the main reason he made the bus category for me was just watching him at the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Dude just looked like he didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, was very slow and lethargic looking. Like, I don't know if he was nervous or what, but... And I'm sure. just talking about the game. I'm just talking about the practices when I was right. watching it on, on the TV. Like, Which I was is more like what dude, what what's anyways. going on with this guy? Like, there's no effort mm-hmm. with him. So this is more of a just, it looks like there's no effort with him take sure. for him being a bust. So, yeah, that's my that's my one tackle bust. My guards, I ironically didn't have anybody that I was willing to put the flag on. I was same. tossing around the idea on a couple guys, but I'm not even going to say it because nobody jumped out to me. Right, th- same. And I wanted to just say bust. So at center, though, I did a similar thing, but... It was ironically for very strange reasons. Like, I, <laughs> I almost wanted to say Whippler. but only okay. only for this. Like, I when you watch Whipler's tape, I, I'm not going to put a bust down on him. I just want to talk about it. Right. When I watch his tape, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I really do. But I got nervous about the, the arm length. Not as big of a deal when you're a center. Got nervous right. about it. But then it was only when people started, like, some people call him the top center in this draft, and there's no world where he's no. better than Tittman or Michael Schmitz to me. No. So I'm not going to call him a bust, but he's definitely my third center. He's not anywhere yeah. near the number one center. I don't even think and he's anywhere he's near the number high. two center. Yeah, if he gets picked high or somebody grabs him at the end of the mm-hmm. first or early second, let me be like, okay. But basically, if he gets picked <laughs> above these other two, like, you mm-hmm. got it wrong in my mind. So sure. not gonna call I'll him a plus because I like him, but that, I just had to throw it in.
0: Yeah, and I've only what got Jalen Duncan O-line. on my list. That's it. Just, just Duncan. I really didn't feel again like you said strongly enough about some of the other guys. And again, as much as this isn't necessarily a a can't miss top flight, you know, Orlando Pace styled uh, group of offensive linemen, they seem solid to me. There's nobody that that stands out. That's like, uh, well, this guy's not gonna hack it at the next level so we'll see what happens let's jump over to defense rip through these and uh then we can uh, be on our way let's go right. let's go edge rusher do... first
1: oh man I oh, what you do? Right. do you want
0: to do you want to do you want to combo no no do your thing let's go what do you got
1: oh we usually do edge rusher first but for whatever reason i i combo d line and nose tackle okay i'm good with that okay
0: so you ready dan don't Brian say mousie Brian oh, what well, you've been hating on him. He, uh, the only way he doesn't work out is if he gets hurt. I'm sorry. Continue. He just, I don't see a lot of effort and a lot of motor with him either. A whole lot. I don't know.
1: People say they see that. I don't see it. Okay. Uh, guess who else I got? Don't say Mozzie. Mozzie Smith. No. I get it. He's, He's gonna, gonna come eat you for lunch. For his size, but dude, I watched every Michigan game and like the guy just doesn't. I don't know. He, he disappears on tape to me. Like, where is Mozzie? Mm-hmm. Make an impact. Do something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see it. And then he does dumb things, too, like this next guy. You ready <laughs> for the hot take? Oh, okay. The newest comer to my boss. The biggest one ever. I'm oh. not convinced a guy loves football. I know he's a fantastic player. And when his head's in the game, he's very good. I have him as number five overall on my Uh-oh. board.
0: I thought about doing this, too. I chose not to chicken bold nah, maybe Uh, go ahead Jalen Carter yeah
1: I don't I'm not convinced he loves football sure I'll say this the talent is there he's worthy of he's got the talent to be a top three to five player in this draft and he could make me look like an idiot but I also just feel like making myself look smart and saying (laughs) you know what I don't think it's gonna work and he could end up in Detroit who knows and maybe Hutchinson will save him
0: right yeah, and that's the hope is a guy like that ends up and in the Campbell. right system.
1: Campbell can motivate any – you know what? Maybe the best – let's say this real quick. Would the best situation for Jalen Carter be to go to Detroit? Because I feel like no matter what you are, like Dan Campbell will – you hear it like <laughs> – who was it? Oh, it was uh, Teddy Bridgewater. It's like, man, when you listen to Dan Campbell talk, it'll just make you want to punch a guy in the face for no reason.
0: Right, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like
1: maybe I've Jalen Carter much. the best. Play. If Jalen Carter goes to Detroit, I'm gonna be wrong on
0: this for sure. Sure, Detroit, and I think Philadelphia just because of the guys they have on the line. I, I don't think too, they'll let he him ain't do that. It there. No, yeah. but other than that, I mean, if he ends up in Chicago, I'm terrified because I don't know if that team has the locker room to to keep him in line. Uh, if he ends up at some other spots that don't have the infrastructure that Detroit does, yeah, it's going to be very interesting for him. Uh, I think Seattle might be one of the worst spots for him to land to end up just because they seem to have a little more of a fast and loose culture out there. And I do not think that's a good idea uh, for, for Jalen Carter. That's just personal preference. I have no clue. Never been in the Seattle locker room. No reason to say that other than just the vibe that I get from them. We'll see. Uh, I did not have the, the stones to put Jalen Carter in there, but uh, I was close. Because I am concerned about that. The other guy that I am not as high on that everybody else seems to think is going to be good, and I know he's from your school that you always trust the line from, but that's your and Roy. I just, I don't see oh, the yeah, effort I'm not. from him either. He's on the yeah, back end of, eighth, of the second round, third round, rather, but, yeah, but I, just, the, I don't but see
1: it. LSU is the guy where I usually trust the DBs. Oh, I thought you
0: touched the D line too from them.
1: No, it's usually there's the DBs. They okay, had a couple gotcha. D linemen, so I won't fight you too hard on. I remember liking Brockers yeah. quite a bit.
0: Okay, well, Jaqueline and Roy again. I just a lot of people really like him. They like his you know his athleticism, some of the measurables. But I just I didn't see the effort. I didn't see when you put it this way. When I watch somebody putting together a highlight tape on a player, and I I, I watch and, and a certain number of the plays, I, a percentage of the plays, I look at them and say those aren't actually highlights. Like because oh it's a highlight no he he literally backed into that sack or he, he the guy ran into him you just be like you see some of these plays where the guy doesn't make a good play it just kind of happens to look like a good play like and that's what it feels like with Jaqueline and Royce maybe I'm off on that but that's that's my and guy he didn't he one.
1: didn't have a lot of those so I'm with you too I didn't throw a bust thing on him just because I don't think he's gonna get drafted all that high anyways but yeah I'm not high on him sure all, all right rushers, let's though? go to the edge yeah what do you got. I got I'm just gonna go back to back with fiery takes, man. Ooh, okay. Sizzle. Here we go. So yeah, mm-hmm. although I've been coming around on this guy, he's a number twenty two player on my board.
0: There's he's a lot of bust too. factor
1: with Tyree Wilson, man. Yeah, so we both have Did I that. just there's a world where the first two defensive players that are taken off this board
0: I got a bust tag on. Right. And one of them might end up in Detroit. Yep. And either of them could. Yep. Yep. Terrifying, I'm terrifying. Sorry,
1: Saturday, Thursday is going to be terrifying. It is. I'm. I'm scared. I'm scared. But you know what's funny though is I, I would be very much okay with Detroit taking Jalen Carter. I wouldn't sure. be thrilled about Tyree Wilson. Uh, I mm-hmm. would be rather. I'd be way more upset with that one. But at the end of the day, like I do have faith in Campbell to motivate these cats and so teach them. So hey. is this?
0: but this is the first time in a long time that you can sit back and say. It doesn't matter as much who we take because the coach and the culture will take care of them. That's something we haven't said about Detroit for a long time, if ever. Uh, it's never been said in my entire life. There you so, go.
1: Yeah. No. Uh Did the other edge rusher? <laughs> I got one other edge rusher I got a bus tag okay. on, and that's kind of just I get the freak athleticism and the size, but there's just a lack of production there and just where his name's being
0: thrown around, I'm mm-hmm. out. But that's Keon White. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's he's the guy that if he ends up, if Keon White ends up, it's weird. If he ends up at the end of the first round, I'm out. If he ends up at the end of the second round, I'm in. It's weird how that makes that much of a difference. Uh, Here's a guy that I put on my list. We both have Tyree Wilson. I didn't put Keon White on there because I'm not quite convinced yet uh, that he's not going to find the right system. But here's a guy that I think could be. I don't want him to be. I still think he can have a very good career, but I'm nervous about him. Miles Murphy. Hmm. I really am. Okay. Because he's going to go high when he probably shouldn't go as high. He's another guy that if he somehow lasts into the second round where I think he should be taken, I might be okay with it. But I feel like someone's going to take him in the top 20, 25 picks or something like that potentially because they think they can you know, turn him into something. Look, he's got one move. He's a speed outside rusher who's almost too big to be a speed outside rusher, and I just don't know if he's going to develop other stuff. So I'm very concerned. So you can tell us, you and I are, are both uh, not incredibly high on these Clemson guys that we usually like. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, to see Miles what Murphy's to
1: them. just a guy. He's just in that neutral category for me. Sure. I'm not saying he's that. a bust, and I'm not saying he's a my guy. He's just kind of there. He's a, he's a like, light okay.
0: bust for me. He's more of a. But break if he does bust, go high, so. then yeah, I'll, I'll be screaming yeah. bust. And that's usually <laughs> where the concern is. All right, moving on to the linebackers. Do you have any linebackers? I have one linebacker
1: bust. I do love all of them. I'll tell you this. Mm -hmm. Two guys that almost made the bust, and I'm thinking I still might put them both in there potentially. I'll wait until after your take, and I'll let you know before this episode is over. I'm very tempted to say Noah Sewell and Trenton
0: Simpson are both busts. Well, Noah Sewell's on my list. So and part of it's going to be where he goes, though, because I've seen people not mock him until the fifth or sixth round. And if he's at that point, he's not really going to be able to be a bust because you already pretty much accepted that his one good year was an aberration. And you're just accepting that he's a back end guy who might turn into something. If he ends up in the second or third round, that's that's bust category, uh, definitely for Noah Sewell. And he's a guy that, boy, we both thought was going to be great. We thought he was going to develop from where he was last year and just tear up the world this year. And he just looked like he thought he was going to coast through this season, and you can't do that. I'm sorry. See,
1: like I say, I, I'm pretty tempted to say Noah Sewell and Trenton Simpson are both busts. I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. But the one linebacker that I do believe is a bust is Henry Toa and okay. I don't know how high he's going to go, but I'm, I'm not. I just, he's not. I don't know. I don't see mm-hmm. it with him a lot. There's a solid production there, but I don't know. He just he I, didn't I make my list. A gut feeling.
0: Right. He didn't make my list because I think he is going to be a fourth round and on kind of guy. So I'm, I'm less concerned with calling him a bust at that point. But yeah, again, same thing if he goes in the top three. Yeah, I agree with you there. One guy that I, man, I didn't watch a ton of his tape. I've watched some of it trying to come around on. I'm trying to figure out why everybody loves this guy so much. And I think it's a potential thing. So my I, this this is a guy that I could be completely wrong on. I'd be totally fine if I am because, you know, I mean, I don't love linebackers as much as you do, but I appreciate him. And that's Diane Henley. I don't know why people have him as high as they do. I think it's the athleticism and people are saying, oh, well, he was a wide receiver, so he's super athletic, so he's going to be fine at this position. I didn't see it, and it could be me. I'm very much accepting this could be one that I completely miss it on, but I am not confident that this guy, as he's getting picked in the second round, sometimes in the high second round, I don't like that spot for him. I can tell you this.
1: If, if Henley goes in the second round, I'm there with you. I can tell you the reason why I think people maybe like him cuz it looks like he's a, a you know an avenger. So sure. <laughs> there is that, but I'll tell you why I don't like him. A, I have no idea how old he is. He's played 6 <laughs> years of college football. Right. B, in the first 3 years, he had a total of 7 tackles. His 4th year, mm-hmm. he only had 49 tackles. So the first 4 years are all bust to me. So he played an entire okay. college career that was an absolute bust. Mm-hmm. in my mind. Then you go to his fifth year, okay, 94 tackles and four picks. There's something there. It took him five years to do it. But then, you know, in that sixth year, he had 106 tackles with a pick. So right. the last two years were great, and that's what people are looking at. But mm-hmm. it, the fifth and sixth year from the guy. Sure. So I, I'm kind of with you on that one. He's He has no business being in the top
0: three or four linebackers drafted to me. Okay, well, this is where we get to have some fun because uh, as we go through the last two position groups, I am taking some some chances with my uh, my cornerbacks. Who have you got? So you did what I did with the front seven guys with Carter yeah, and I Wilson. Yeah, I think so. I see it. Go I ahead. took
1: some chan- I took some chances, but nothing as big as Carter and Wilson. But I don't know that you okay. can trump the chances like Chuck Carter and Wilson because <laughs> right no. Carter is regarded as the best player in the draft by most mm-hmm. people. So yeah, take that. Um I got three busts at corner. Okay. One one hits home, Michigan, DJ Turner.
0: Mm. Yeah. Sorry. He might the just guy's be electric
1: fast. fast, and I think he could be a, t- a heck of a, a special teams player, but I just didn't see it a whole lot with him. And maybe it's just mm-hmm. because I'm disappointed because he was one of the guys I was had was most excited to watch Right. this year. And I just expected more of him. Maybe it's, he wasn't as bad, but yeah, I got him on here. I got mm-hmm. the Bryce Young cornerbacks in here with Emmanuel Forbes. I get it. The guy picked the ball off sure. a ton, and I'm just right. going to segue right into the next guy, Clark Phillips, the third. Picked the ball off a ton, mm-hmm. but Forbes just said like you said, he's got chicken legs, and Clark Phillips is like the least athletic cornerback I've seen this year. And right. my goodness, he's way smaller than anybody <laughs> thought. Yeah, he is. So he's small, short arms, not athletic. Like, I get it. He's got production, and that's it. And right. I don't know that I can plant my flag in that production. So I got all three of those guys as a bust.
0: Sure. Well, I've got two more names to add to the list. One of them is not going to be a oh, you had all take. three of those guys? No, I didn't have any of them, actually. Oh, and okay. Only because I didn't think Clark Phillips was going to take taken until late, so I didn't have him on the list. A uh, DJ Turner, I agree with you, but I think he's going to carve out a solid role as a return man and a gunner and stuff like that. DJ so I, Turner I think, might end again, up in the first round where he gets picked. Yeah, if he gets picked in the first round, hundred percent, hundred percent bust. Clark on him, Phillips uh, was talked about is, in the first round. Kuyper, yeah, still I don't thinks think he's that Forbes be is going in the first round. Well, you, I've talked about Forbes a lot, so I don't feel like I need to continue to put him uh, down there. I'm not. I don't want to say he's complete bust because I'm trying to give him a little bit of a window because he did have. Some of the production he did, but I I'm fine with that. I'm definitely on board with that. A guy that everybody else seems to think is a top end first round talent that I I don't know maybe I'm a little bit too you know bearish on is Deontay Banks. I think he's fast. Mm. I think he holds too much. I don't know that he takes the lines that he needs to take. I think that put a, a bunch of his highlights were him making tackles after a wide receiver broke a, broke on a route and he should have covered it. Instead, he got the tackle. So that's my point. Is like he's a guy that his highlights did not speak to me. He he is a good tackler, but I don't think he's a good enough cover guy. That's my my thing. Even with the speed he's got. So that's a guy I'm concerned about uh, being being a bust. He's more of a break than a bust, but still he's up there. And then the other one that I'm concerned about, and I I do kind of like him, so I'd love to see him pan out. But I think with where some people might want to take him, I, I it's too rich for my blood. Is Tyreek Stevenson? A lot of people are big on him. I think he's a better safety than corner. Uh, and I think he's going to be played out of position for a while so he might be able to have a good career eventually but if he's getting taken high second round like some people are saying that's that's not that's not he's not going to pan out at that level in my opinion
1: there's I've heard his name being tossed around in the late first as well
0: right and again that's that's a uh, I'm done in in, in that yep. opinion so all right would be two. safeties and then let's wrap it up
1: Alright, safeties. I'm just gonna hit you hit you where it hurts right off the bat. Christopher Smith the second. Come on now. You're a
0: jerk. You're a jerk. Did you add him to your list after I put him nope. on my guys' list? Nope. I, I don't believe I've, you.
1: I've been how would you not believe me? I've been down. Go back and listen to yeah, our you own have. show. Yeah. I've been, been dogging him the whole
0: time. <laughs> yeah. Now that you're wrong. The
1: two, there's the, I got two more bus safeties. Okay. One hurts. Mm-hmm. He was, like, my number one ranked safety when we did our early draft team thing before the Oops. college football season even started. But Antonio Johnson, man.
0: Oh, yeah. He's been dropping. Yeah.
1: He, but, like, this guy – Where he like, gets
0: picked is the question for me with him.
1: Okay. So I wasn't super impressed with the 40, but he was even a little faster. Right. Than Brian Branch's 40 is not that bad. The split's mm-hmm. not that bad. But, man, the guy – like his overall athleticism, with the vert and the broad jump weren't mm-hmm. great, but how are you right. gonna hit eight on the bench?
0: That's just no.
1: I, you know that just no. bugs me. There's no way I'm ever gonna get around that. Like <laughs> right. eight, I think I pinched two twenty-five eight times when I was eight years old. Like come on, ah. Johnson. Somebody write yeah. that. Somebody GPS this guy to a weight room. My right. goodness. And then the third and final one <laughs> that gets me so fired up, like when you Darren McFadden go got like a, done. Set, yeah, probably gonna have to. <laughs> and then Jair Brown, that's just because yep. like I trust my guy Daniel Jeremiah. He's like my m- the guy that I respect the most that's in this game doing mm-hmm. what we're doing today. But I can't get past how bad his 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 combine was man like right. his, his production on the field didn't wow me or anything but running a mm-hmm. 46540 and just like his vert being way down there is broad mm-hmm. jump not exactly the greatest it was uh, i mean i don't know at least he got 18 no. on the bench he got 10 more right. than antonio smith so, so he's got that going for the, him. The, the two biggest busts for me are antonio johnson and, and chris smith second but jair brown mm-hmm. i'm throwing in there too i just yeah I i've got
0: jair brown yeah jair brown is the one uh name that i've got on my list for safety as well because again it just seems like People are really high on him and they want to point to the tape. And I I don't see that happening at the next level. I don't think he's going to be able to keep up. So, all right, last thing we're going to do, and then we're going to wrap it up. I want you to plant your flag deep as you can. The one player that you believe you are the highest on in comparison where everybody else has him. This is
1: interesting. Let me flip to my overall rankings for everything. Like My gut, when you say that, I forgot to think about it during the entirety of the show (laughs) because I told myself I was going to think about it because this is one Uh of your little improv, impromptu, Like I don't know what you want to call it, questions you hit me with that I am not prepared for. My gut reaction is just to say my guy, Brian Branch, because I see him going late first and I see him sometimes going early second, but I have him as the fourth best player in the draft. My mm-hmm. other guy, I want to say, like when you like Jack Campbell, he's going late True. first sometimes in the second. Like you, I can do a mock a hundred times on PFF, and I can take him with Detroit's first second round pick, like every single time. And right. I have him as Which, an eighth yes.
0: player. Let's do that. Yeah, that'd be fantastic.
1: <laughs> so Brian right. Branch, Jack Campbell, are the ones that jump out to me the most. I mean, I don't know if those are acceptable answers for it, but that's, no, they are.
0: You you like, justified them,
1: are, and and the reason. Okay, let me ex- at least explain it. The reason that I say those two is take athleticism aside. Like I don't even care what I don't care what they did at pro days or combines or anything like that. Out of mm-hmm. all the players that are in this entire draft, okay, outside of maybe like Bajan Robinson and Peter Skaronsky, if I had to do a top four or five. Players of when I watch it on the field, I'm like, dude, they just look different. Like, they look like right. they understand the game of football. They know how to play it. They read everything beautifully. Like, to me, mm-hmm. that's like Gonzalez, Bijan Robinson, Brian Branch, Skoronsky, right. Jack Campbell. But everybody likes Gonzalez. Everybody likes Bijan. Everybody likes Skoronsky. So, yeah, I guess my answers right. are Branch and <laughs> Campbell.
0: Sure. And I got two names to throw at you as well one earlier, one later. The one earlier, Felix, FAU. All in yeah. on him. I, I uh, and again, too. he's good he, because he's he's probably what my 10th guy and he's going toward the end of the the, uh, the really he's more of a second round guy in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. And the other one is J.L. Skinner. We talked so. about him, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So J.L. Skinner is the other one. He's definitely uh, I would have him in the second, third round. He might not go to the fourth or the fifth. So that's kind of where uh, I look at him later on so those are our guys those are the guys you think aren't going to make it this is the podcast to come back to to listen to and to laugh at as the years go on we'll get to that Uh, and then tomorrow a bunch of these names going to show back up again as we do our three-round mock which hopefully won't change because no one's going to do a crazy trade between now and then and then it's draft day we'll catch you soon with draft (laughs) crap